previously on The Drive with Lance. Float me through the hard times. I like that. <laughs> Jason Zeman on Elgoa FM, preceded by Oren Carpenter and Attitude. It's 19 minutes to five on the Garden Route Drive and on the phone once again, no stranger to the show and he's here to chat about bus matters and that's James Rob Go George manager. James, good afternoon. Afternoon from a very rainy George. <laughs> Send some this way, please. Nice to have you on the line again. Uh, November, of course, Disability Rights Awareness Month, and we're discussing the right of persons with disabilities to have access to public transport, and in this case, the Go George bus service. Uh, all months are important, but this one of particular significance, no doubt, to Go George. Absolutely, Lance. You know, and as you said, the Disability Rights Awareness Month, November is huge on our Go George calendar. Um, and of course, for us, it's, it's about accessibility to all passengers. Um, I mean, that includes uh, people with disabilities, uh, which is a top priority. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're all about this month. As it should be. Now, you recently published an article about what they're calling universal access. It seems to have become a bit of a buzzword when we talk of disability, universal access. Tell us more about that. Yeah, Lance, it's of course a familiar term or a more familiar term in the public transport industry, um, including us at Go George. Um, obviously, if you don't move in these circles, you, you might well think it might mean access anywhere in the universe. <laughs> but um, I think just to, just to provide the, the, the background, you know, for us, it's important that every citizen uh, really understands what this term means um, and what's expected of society as a whole in terms of providing this, this buzzword of universal access. So, so really, universal access refers to the ability of all people to have equal access to, to opportunities, to be able to access a service or a product from which they can benefit. And this is really regardless of social class, ethnicity, ancestry, age, gender, and whether or not they have a disability. So under South African law, um, and especially in terms of international commitments made with the UN, you know, uh, various commitments have been made, and this includes that passengers with different ways of moving and by this we really mean you know, children, uh, younger people, our senior citizens, people with disabilities, uh, even people carrying babies or shopping. Any such person with a, with a different way of moving must be able to use and access public transport services. And this needs to be in a way that's comfortable, uh, that's safe, that has the capacity and ultimately with dignity. That's quite a mouthful. There's a lot of stuff that those without disabilities might just not even uh, think of, uh, you know, and take for granted. The man on the street knows so little about this, and I, and I, I speak of myself and, and uh, the layman, so to speak. It's good for all of us to learn more about these rights of persons with disabilities. How is Go George implementing universal access? Yeah, thanks, Lance. I think, you know, being universally accessible is, is obviously uh, about much more than, than just being able to get on the bus or using the ramps and hoists on our buses. Uh, you know, just some of the elements we need to consider include the condition of the sidewalks that people have to use to get to the bus, uh, where we place shelters on narrow sidewalks to ensure that there's space left for people using mobility devices, the proximity, for instance, of bus stops to pedestrian crossings, uh, and this also, you know, the planning of our city to make sure that people can easily access destinations. You know, it goes so much further from our signage, making sure that the color contrast on our signage are, are able to be easily understood by people. Uh, that, for instance, people that struggle to read 
letters or numbers, the bus signage needs to have both letters and numbers, for example. So yeah. it's, it's just such a huge field to make sure we really are as accessible as possible. It's quite mind-blowing. As I said, there's just a lot that, that we don't even think about uh, normally day to day. And one would never expect this kind of thinking and planning going on in the background when you uh, simply hop on the bus to work or school. Absolutely, Lance. As I said, you know, bus stops have to be easily readable. Even our street furniture, what we call our street furniture, so for instance, our shelters and any dustbins, etc. at our shelters need to have certain colour contrasts to be able to make sure the people that, that have sight disabilities are, are able to, to navigate easily. Um, all our communication products need to comply. And by this, you know, we look at font types, we look at colour contrast, descriptors of visual material. So when you when you're hovering over a picture on the website or when we're doing a presentation to make sure that we explain to, to those that can't see what we're presenting or can't see on the website to have a visual descriptor of, of what's, what, what that's all about. Even, as I've said, tactile paving at the bus stop, that's, that alone is a whole field on its own. Different types of uh, patterns on the paving helps communicate to passengers who are blind where to wait, where to make a decision such as turning left or right, where to stop. Yeah, it's such a fascinating field. And that's where it becomes even more mind-boggling and infuriating when, when vandalism and that sort of thing takes place and the, the kind of knock-on effect that that has, but that's for another time, no doubt. It must be quite a challenge, and there must be many role players and a lot of coordinating that goes on, but it must be quite a challenge to get all your role players and service providers on the same page regarding universal access, James. Absolutely, Lance. Today we spoke of providing an accessible and, and dignified service, and that, you know to ensure that there's a, a, a equal level of service throughout the throughout the system, the passengers experience. But really, it, it's really heartwarming to see everyone's dedication and commitment once they once they really understand and grasp what this is all about. But yeah, as you said, you know, it does take a concerted effort. Uh, very few of us are used to thinking in this way. I mean, we find you know we do need to sensitise our service providers to be responsive and considerate. We do have a very committed team of drivers, customer care ambassadors, due to a really innovative training approach. And, and that, again, is a subject for another day. But we even went as far as designing a board game that we play with our staff to really help them get a personal experience of, of disabilities and universal access. And most importantly, you know, passengers need to be able to experience improvements in the service and know that we will really try our best to, to respond where we've got it wrong. Well, it sounds like a world-class approach, James. Universal access, uh, a lot more complex than many of us might have thought. But listening to you, uh, it sounds like a, ch- uh, a challenge that Go George has accepted and he's tackling with enthusiasm and with uh, typical proactivity, if I can put it that way. Yeah, thank you, Lance. It's really something that I'm quite proud of how far we've come. You know, there's so much more to do and more to learn. You know, as, even as a country, we're really just starting to, to enter into the space and this way of thinking. And we really, we learn from ourselves, from, from other stakeholders, even further afield in the country on a daily basis. As an example, we've even made a contact with the public bus service in Ireland recently, um, and we now have regular online discussions to talk about ways which we can expand our services to be more accessible in terms of route maps um, and other innovative things that they're doing elsewhere, elsewhere in the globe. So, you know, in our research, we found they've implemented some innovative designs and we really we wanted to know more and not have to pay the same school fees. So, yeah. you know, we're not alone. 
uh, other cities in South Africa, as I said, even even overseas, as far afield as Ireland, people have the same challenges, the same solutions at the end of the day. And, you know, we really need to research together, come up with innovative ideas. Other cities in South Africa have even reached out to us to exchange ideas. So, yeah, it's about building this one step at a time as a community. Yeah, and as, uh, as the Irish would say, may, may the wind blow always at your back. James, thanks so much for uh, uh, all this uh, enlightenment. It's, it's, uh, it's quite mind-boggling, all that we're learning about what goes on in the background and uh, all the implications and consequences. We're looking forward to another chat about uh, interesting activities behind the scenes of the bus service sometime soon. And uh, if you're listening, by the way, you're invited to call the Go George Call Centre 0800 044044 should you have any inquiries about bus related matters the GoJord Facebook page also offers detailed passenger information as well as the latest service updates go like their page today and stay in touch which is what we will do no doubt in the very near future James Rob thank you so much Thanks, Lance. Thanks to the listeners, and remember to help a passenger with a special need. And before we let you go, happy birthday, I think it was for Monday. Is that right? That's right. Thanks so much. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks, James. <laughs> great. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers, Lance. On air. On air. Online. Online. And all over your world. This is Algoa FM.